What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Football Forecast. My name is Ridge. I'm in the booth with CB, and we are going to be predicting the climate of the NFL. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Cocky's Corner. Um, we are coming to you not after a loss this week since we were on by, so that's always good news. I've got with me here uh, my co-host, G Money. What's up? What's up, everybody? And we got Spencer here. What's up, everybody? Go Cox. All right, so we're here to preview the Texas A&M game for this week as well as a few of the other games around the country. Um, we did say that we were going to talk about some potential head coaching hires, but it's sounding less and less likely that Muschamp's going to be out of here. Um, <laughs> so we're not going to try to get our hopes up too much. And if he does happen to get the can, then we'll come during the beginning of the offseason and kind of do an emergency podcast covering some of those coaches. Uh, we were talking about it, and honestly, it was just going to be too depressing to talk about all these hopeful coaches we could get when <laughs> we got. Um, so we figured we'd do everybody's uh, worry about everybody's sanity and not talk about it yet. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the AM game. Probably not so confident in that. I don't think any of us are. <laughs> but we'll, we'll try to look for some potential keys to the game and look for ways maybe we could um, eke out a win. So... Before we get started with anything, I want both of you to tell me your number one key to the game. For us to be able to pull off this upset, what do we have to do? G-Money, I'm going to you first. Um, I'm just going to go kind of general here and just say the defense actually has to play like a, a halfway decent defense as uh, we have a defensive coach that seems to not be able to get the defense ready to play. And AM's offense is pretty dang good as a beaten Florida, they are averaging 30 points a game, which is about what we're averaging, but they're averaging close to 450 yards a game. So I think that's going to be um, really important to even have a, a chance and a hope of winning this game. Yeah, I completely agree with that. The defense has got to show up and at least limit Kevin Mond and all of A&M's weapons for us yeah. to not have any type of chance. And I will say their um, running back has played just about as good as Kevin Harris has. He has 512 mm -hmm. yards and five touchdowns. So that's the defensive line. And the linebackers are going to have to find a way to keep him contained. Yeah, that's going to be interesting and possibly very frustrating to watch. But, you know, it seems like every time we start to count out this team, they come back and surprise us just to blow it again the next week. Um, but... <laughs> Hopefully we can get a nice surprise on Saturday. Spencer, what do you think? What's your uh, for key? me, pretty much like y'all were saying, the run game's pretty even. I would say that my key would be the passing game, but I don't think that's going to happen. So my key is going to be getting that run game going and just eating that clock, hoping, hoping you can get a few scores on offense, stop them enough on defense that you can just chew clock and keep the ball out of their hands, keep it out of Kellamon's hands. It's pretty much just play keep away the whole game and play damage control <laughs> yeah i agree. You know they're gonna come out and throw the ball so i mean they can't score if they don't have the ball so i agree i think that you gotta run the ball i i want to see us unless we start getting blown out i want to see us run this ball at least 40 times this game oh yeah mm -hmm. um we just need to be pounding the pill non-stop um going at their defense we got kevin harris and deshaun fenwick have both looked great this year uh the offensive line is Actually, not too bad at run blocking. They're not great at pass blocking, but they've been pretty good blocking for the run. Um, so that's what I want to see. But 
Also, I think the key for us to have any chance in this game, I think we have to force two to three turnovers. Um, yep. I mm-hmm. mean, LSU, who we saw how Auburn made their offense look, they didn't punt it one time to us. So I don't think we can rely on <laughs> a lot of stops. So we're going to have to force turnovers. We're going to have to – for us to win games this year, it looks like we're going to have to win them about like we win the Auburn game. Yeah, and that's not something that you can consistently no, do because you can't rely on turnovers. And, to, I mean, same thing as last year. I mean, yeah, it's how, yeah. that's how they beat Georgia. Georgia. Auburn mm-hmm. and Georgia both deserve to beat us um, based off of just, like, yardage and all this. They, they, they blew the game, each of them, in their turnovers. And it's unfortunate to be in a situation where you feel like you have to have turnovers to be able to win a game. But, I mean, that's where we are at year five of this supposed rebuild – <laughs> um, we're still having to hope for three turnovers a game to have a chance against a SEC team, one that yeah. somehow in these five years, including 2014 and 15 as well, in this we've never beaten. We have never beaten Texas A&M. Nope. That's pathetic. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, I'll tell you what: people that are listening to this podcast probably think I'm like one of the most negative fans out there. This is the wear and tear that must have had on me most people would tell you prior to this i was like irrationally optimistic of a fan like i was the one that would be like yeah i think there's a chance we make it to atlanta this year and here's what we go like five and seven i was that guy must champ has done this to me yeah like oh. uh, something that i think is kind of interesting uh, on espn they're their FPI is giving us a 44% chance to win this game. Really? Somehow. You know, I don't buy that. <laughs> I, mean, I will say this. I will say this. This is one thing I'll give you. I would not be completely shocked if we win this game. That's oh, just no. like kind of no, what we do. I don't think anybody would. But it wouldn't shock me if we get beat by 50 either. No. and That's, that's sad to say. You know, honestly, you I, don't know what I, I kind of wish at this point – that we just knew one way or another. Like, if there's zero chance that Muschamp goes, even if we were to lose out this season, I would like to know that. Because mm-hmm. right now, it's like, if we win this game, but we then just go blow it the next week, this game will be the reason that Muschamp stays next year. Yep, this and Auburn. And if it's not actually giving us any progress long-term, that's not helping you in any way. This game means nothing if it builds, to, like if, if nothing is built from it. I mean, I think no matter what he does the rest of the year, he's going to be. Yeah, I think that Auburn, just win Auburn was enough to disagree. save his job, which is dumb. But if we were to lose out or possibly only win one more game, I don't think he's back. Yeah, but then you got the whole argument of it was a COVID season where you didn't get the norm. But have we? We haven't been affected by COVID. We haven't had a single player miss a game because of COVID. Well, I'm just saying they didn't get the spring. Well, knock on wood. I feel like after the bye week and Halloween being last week, there's a very real chance we will this week, but. Um, so far, we haven't had a single player miss because of COVID. You can, I, I just don't think that you can use that as an excuse. If anything, that should help us. Look at these yeah. other teams that are having brand new head coaches. Ole Miss, yep. Arkansas. Missouri. Uh, Arkansas Missouri. is doing pretty darn good. I mean, those co- the brand new coaches coming in without a spring. And yeah. while their records don't look great, some of them, um, like Arkansas got ripped out of the Auburn win. That was the Auburn was not a good win. No. Auburn should have two wins right now. Yeah. They should have the LSU win, and they should have whoever they beat. Who they beat the first week of the year? Kentucky. Kentucky. And gosh, Kentucky's offense. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting way off topic, yeah, they, but gosh, Kentucky's offense and Georgia. I think no, again, this is going down the road. We do have a chance against Georgia because their offense is that bad. 
Thank you, Stetson Bennett. I mean, their offense is bad. Yeah, but our defense is terrible. Well, yes. And they have a good defense. I'm just saying that I don't think that, like, that one we have a chance to just because they are so bad on offense. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah. um, going back to A&M. I, like we said, I think we hit on it. The defense has to show up. They have to force some turnovers, and we have to run the ball well. We can't rely on the passing game. I, again, respect Colin Hill and for what he has done coming back from these injuries, but he's not an SEC caliber quarterback. He's just not. Um, no, but that brings me to one of the, one of the other things I'd like to see is that when they put Doty, they put him in, they put him in against LSU and let him run the ball some. I'd like to see him do that a little bit more, but then maybe drop him back and let him throw the ball some just to. Keep keep the defense honest so that you can see both looks. You see him running the ball and throwing the ball and then maybe go lean more towards him in the future weeks if he does all right and kind of slowly phase him in and Colin Hill out. Do I think that'll happen? No. But well, ideally, I think that's what here's that's my, what I would do. But My thought, too, on this is if we're saying this is a COVID year and so it's essentially, to an extent, a lost year. I mean, every note's not counting as a note. year of eligibility for anybody. Nothing like that. So if we're looking at it that way, we're two and three now. We're, it's not like we're, we're not going to the SEC championship. We're not doing anything big. I mean, best case scenario at this point, we get a mid-tier bowl. Um, why at this point do you put in your fifth-year senior quarterback, who at most is going to be here for one more year? I think he'll probably move on, and I hope he moves on. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people do. <laughs> but why put him at quarterback? When you could be getting reps for either Ryan Holinsky or Luke Doty, whichever one, whichever one you think is the quarterback of the future, why, like, why not get them more games? Or Joe My thing is not so much the quarterback because let's be honest, in the LSU game, change at quarterback is not going to make a however many point difference that we lost by. Well, no, that's not no. going to make up for that. I mean, it just seems the bigger problem is the defense, but. The quarterback is the easy answer but, for everybody, it well, seems like. My thing with the quarterback is not even about winning. We weren't winning that LSU game. didn't matter if we no. had no. Tom Brady back, back there quarterback. Let him, get the um, let him get some experience. Yeah, that's my thing. Why, like, it makes no sense not to give them those game reps. Those, yeah, uh, game reps are yeah. invaluable right. in college football. These are nothing but glorified scrimmages from Why do you think out. that that team from the upstate continuously has strong depth? Because they blow these teams out and can get them these backups in games consistently. It, it's just yeah. like, uh, get so frustrated. <laughs> Another thing they've yeah. got to do, I think, too, is get more receivers involved. You've got to have somebody other than Shai Smith, and I feel like we say this every week, too. Well, we have receivers have, yeah, the, running wide open against LSU. Him. They don't throw to him. They throw to him. That's the I mean, other thing Xavier about Colin. getting open multiple times, and he's just not getting the ball thrown to him. Yeah, Colin Hill stares down his first target, and if it's not there, he panics. Um, I mean, that's just who he is as a quarterback. And at, I mean, let's be real. I tried to be optimistic about it. The guy was, I think, 3-8 and eight at Colorado State. That's just why, – why, what makes us think that he's the answer in the SEC if he's 3-8 and eight at Colorado State? You get what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, yeah, but uh, do we really think we're going to get that big of a difference out of anybody else? I mean, I, I know what you're saying about the the whole experience thing. I get that, but 
outside of LSU, I mean, you hadn't played terribly. Has he has he done anything in a game though that's when you're watching, you sit there and say he he's making plays that will win this game for us? I mean, no, but I don't think we have a quarterback on the roster outside of maybe Doty that. I think Kolinsky could. He made plays against. I mean, you got to remember he was hurt a lot of last year. He's put into a terrible situation last year. Brian McClendon was his offensive coordinator last year, um, but against Alabama, he made plays that kept us in that game. Yeah, the thing, my thing about that is they just didn't even give him a shot. It seemed like they just kind of assumed that um, Colin Hill was going to be the starter because he came with Bobo, or at least Bobo made that assumption when he came over and kind of just didn't even give him a chance. I mean, has he his his Holinsky gotten in a game all year? Uh he got in at the end of the Vanderbilt game and handed it off a few times. He hadn't thrown a pass. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would like to see what he can do in the offense. I mean, cuz I mean, it, it's not going to get <laughs> I I don't think it's going to change that much. So, I would just like to see somebody else get some um, reps just to see what they can do. It's, yeah, I agree. It's, it is what it is at this point, but just a little disappointing. I guess we should be used to it, though. <laughs> Never so we had the smartest coaches. <laughs> nope. Uh. Uh, anything else with A&M? I mean, there's not a lot do of we, like, No. Try and get Joyner involved a little bit, but... Yeah, um... Are we giving predictions? I mean, screen? yeah, we'll give predictions. Yep. Okay. Hmm. I haven't really yeah. thought about this. But I'm going to We're say... We're doing scores, right? Scores, too? For this, yeah, we will. Yeah, for this game. I'm going to say... Uh, 38 to 20, 38, 21, Texas A&M. I think that Kellen Mond is going to have a almost flawless game against our defense. That's what you want to hear. Well, I'm <laughs> just, just being honest. I'm going to go with I hate to do this because I try to be optimistic but <laughs> we got a blowout alert here I'm going 45-17 whoa <laughs> would not have did not expect that I mean I hope I'm wrong I, and I, really expect, I, th- I mean okay, I, th- okay. I would not shock me if we win this game I'm saying that but just based off what I saw against LSU, there's nothing that shows me we're going to be able to stop this offense. I'm going to go, y'all might call, I'm going to say 31-24, Texas A&M. Just because I think they'll, they'll start running the ball. I think they'll run the ball from the beginning, and then one, A&M will score a time or two, and they'll just kind of give up on it, start throwing the ball, and just kind of give up. But did we talk I'm about 
I want to. I don't know how you say this for sure. Is it Anaya Smith? For AM, do y'all know who that is? I don't know anything about him. I ain't connected. Nah, I don't know who it is. But he he seems to have some pretty good stats overall. I don't know if he's a receiver or. Yeah, he's a receiver. They just hand it off to him. But he's gotten. Well, it's not showing up now. He's had at least 20 rushing yards every game with a high of 50 and a high of 123 receiving yards in a game this year against Alabama. So I think that's somebody to look out for for NM. But yeah, don't think it's going to be very pretty on Saturday, unfortunately. I don't think there's much more to say about it. Yeah. All right, so you want to get to the rest of the picks for this week, Spencer? Yeah, so for on the year, I'm 18 and 10. Garrett is 22 and 6. Chandler, you're 10 and 10. So Garrett's <clears throat> kind of the only one that's doing really, really good. <laughs> so the first Wait, game we got and 10? To, Yeah. Is that's that what not you're terrible. That's not terrible. Yeah, I'm 18 and 10. But the first game we've got this week is Florida and Georgia, and that's being played in Jacksonville. Oh, this is an interesting one, I think. Week. I'm going to go ahead Ouch. and go with Florida. Trask has I think this is finally when Georgia passes? stumbles. I'm going to go Florida. Where are you going, G-Money? Mm, I'm going to go with Georgia. I was hoping you'd go with Florida just so that I could have the easy pick of Georgia just trying to gain some ground here on both of you. Um, <laughs> this one I do think it's a toss-up. I think on paper I like Oh, Florida, it could definitely go either way. Georgia's defense is very solid, um, and Florida's defense is really bad. It's going to depend on Kyle Pitts. I'm going to go – gosh, I can't stand either of these teams either. I wanted to just go with my heart. Um You know, my goal is to see – I'm not certainly not my goal, but I really want to see uh, Kirby Smart essentially just be Mark Richt after the Georgia fans talked so poorly about Mark Richt for years and then thought that Kirby Smart was going to be the savior. So I'm going to pick four. Their only loss is Alabama, isn't it? Yes. They... Georgia's only loss is Alabama. Florida's only loss is A&M. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and the next game is Vanderbilt at Mississippi State. I'm going to go ahead and pick Mississippi State. Yeah, I don't think this one's going to be very close. I am going to go Vanderbilt. Hmm. Not just to try to make okay, up ground. Is that Are they winless? Because you're trying to make no, ground. not just trying to make up ground. They're winless, but Mississippi State's one win, and that team, like, Mike, Mike Leach, is, the, the, the experiment is not looking good right now. Um, yeah. Like they've had really good week one though. Tons of <laughs> players transfer. They've had their running back like opt out. Um, it's <laughs> their quarterback play's been terrible. I mean, let's just let me pull up their schedule this year because it'll it'll make you cringe. Oh my gosh! All right, their they year. lost twenty four to two. Their schedule this year. 
Oh, that was the Kentucky game, wasn't it? Twenty-four to two. Yeah. So here's their results. Mm-hmm. They have if it'll load on my computer. My Wi-Fi is going a little slow here. They beat LSU week one, 44-34. Then they lost to Arkansas twenty-one fourteen. Kentucky twenty-four to two. A and M twenty-eight to fourteen. <laughs> Alabama forty-one to nothing. I mean, I don't. I mean, they could very well win, but I don't don't think this is going to be a complete blowout. I feel like they're one of those teams. They're either just hitting on all cylinders, or they just suck. But are they? Like, it was LSU Week One. Other than yeah, against us, has LSU shown anything that LSU shows that they're a good the team? LSU got the doors blown off by Auburn. They're not that great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Week One, they put up a ton of passing yards. KJ Costello did put up a ton of passing yards. Like, insane. 620 yards passing. I want to say they only had, like, nine rushing yards that game. I think. They had a net of nine. But that's because KJ Costello was sacked five times. Oh, uh, okay. So that counts as rushing yards there. But, gosh, I just... I don't know. I, I'm taking Vanderbilt. Interesting. Okay. The final SEC game of the week before we move on to the other games around the country. This one is Tennessee at Arkansas. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I'm just yeah, going to on go ahead and go with Arkansas. That's what I was thinking, too. I was thinking that, too. Um, Tennessee's another oh one of those teams that is interesting because they're, they're one of those teams that they come out this week and look great. The tickets to this game are two hundred and ninety five dollars yeah, Tennessee Arkansas yes <laughs> I'm assuming it's in Arkansas <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know what their stadium yeah. situation is I mean people are excited about Sam Pittman there so that makes some sense yeah I'm gonna go Arkansas yes sir <laughs> still don't know how we lost to Tennessee that is the first unanimous game of the week besides unanimously we picking us to lose Okay, our first game from around the country is Michigan at Indiana. I'm picking Indiana. Yeah, I am too. Ah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Indiana. Um, So, can I mark that down as Indiana? Mm hmm. I'm going to go with Michigan. Don't really have a reason for either one of those. Yeah. Okay, moving on to number nine, BYU at number 21, Boise State. BYU. Yeah, BYU. And number 25, Liberty at Virginia Tech. I'm going Virginia Tech to pull the upset. As much as that really is. Would this really be an upset, though? They're favored (laughs) by 14 points. No, I'm just saying upset because Liberty's ranked number 25 with our possible future head coach, Hugh Freeze. Okay. (laughs) Virginia Tech's running back has 800 rushing yards. I'm going to go with Liberty, I think. I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. And the final game of the week, Clemson at Notre Dame. I'm going Clemson as much as I hate to. But it could be interesting, though, because they're going to be without Trevor Lawrence. I'm not confident at all on this pick, but 
I'm just doing it because I'm picking with my heart here. I'm going to pick Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Not confident at all because I'm really not high on Notre Dame at all whatsoever. But I will say. It is in South Bend. No, no. I will say this. That team from the upstate is <laughs> playing this extremely smart. I think there's a very real chance that had they I – think, I don't think very real chance. I think had they lost last week, they would have found a way for Trevor Lawrence to have beaten the protocol. I think they're doing this now because <laughs> – no, I'm serious, because if they lose this game now, they can say, well, we lost in the number four team in the country without our quarterback. Our star quarterback, they'll be the number one pick in the draft. We deserve to get in the playoff. They, at this point, this game is nothing to them. Playing for your New York Jets. Huh? Does anybody honestly he's gonna think he's going to come back? Jets, too. No, he's not coming back. He's going to be the starting quarterback for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> but I think I've seen some people that honestly think he might come back. This conversation <laughs> happens every single year with the first yeah. overall pick. I mean, he'd be dumb to stay. Yes, and he's one hundred percent going to go to the NFL. Yeah. Paul Feinbaum's not so sure. Well, Paul <laughs> Feinbaum's an idiot. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your pick, Garrett? Clemson or Notre Dame? Oh, Clemson for sure. DJ Uyunglele. That's a fun name to say. I don't think he's actually from Hawaii. Is he not actually from Hawaii? I saw that he was from California. Yeah, he's from California. Yeah. I think, uh, no, he may originally be from Hawaii. He reminds me a lot more of, like, I don't think he's going to be Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson good. I think he's going to be a lot like Taj Boyd. He does have a good arm, though. He does have a good arm. He He has a similar body type to Taj Boyd. you got to remember, too, that Taj Boyd would have had, I mean, he was a good quarterback for him. He kind of... He, he kind of choked in big games, but he was a pretty good quarterback for him. But think about how much better his numbers would have been, too, had he played in the offense that they have now. I mean, they mm-hmm. had a really good offense then, but nothing compared to what they have now and all the weapons they've got now. Yeah. I mean, I think I, he reminds me a lot of a Taj Boyd. I don't think he's going to be at the same level of a Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson. No, it's hard to be. I mean, those are two top-tier NFL guys that you just – you don't see those very often, much less back-to-back in one program yeah. like they've gotten them. He is huge, though. Give him that. He is huge. Going back to your uh, theory on how they're playing this, uh, I think that is really smart. Yeah. Now, yeah, we'll never know. I didn't we'll never know it. for sure if that's the reason, but it's definitely smart if that's why they're doing it. I mean, honestly, do you think if they had lost last week, they would actually be rolling out there with DJ Leagle again? <laughs> I mean, no, probably not. They're going to have to figure out something else to call him. I'm sorry. That's just... DJU. Yeah, something... DJ. Yeah, just call him that. start calling him DJ. I mean, I've, I've been... I, I've tried to study pronouncing the same, and I just can't do it. Ui Angalale. Ui Angalale. I believe that's how you say it. Yeah. But did we honestly think they were going to lose last week? I know I didn't really. I never was convinced. I did think when they went down 18 there at the end of the first half, I thought there was a chance. Because Boston, Boston College didn't score another point, did they? Nope. Their quarterback like just completely sucked at the end. <laughs> yeah, he threw it into the I mean, I don't know what he was. He was good all game, and then the second half hit, and it was just like it was a different quarterback. Tell you the, my favorite play of that game. Was the getting them to jump off sides on the fake genius field goal. call? 
Great call. I mean, and I don't know why they call a son doing that. that. <laughs> loved it. That was just absolute genius because when you scramble up there, it makes everybody nervous and they think they're convinced you're faking it. That they're going to jump. I mean, just so smart. You're going to jump. Yeah. How cool is it, too? Hey, um, hey, what are the chances Will Muschamp ever considers running that Blanda game? Well, here's the thing, though. There's no risk to it. You take the five-yard penalty. Yeah, I know. Yep. And one thing too, I want to say would. is, thank the Lord that was Joe Tessitore with his son calling it, because we know if Kirk uh, Kirk Herbstreit had been calling it for one of his sons, <laughs> uh, Dabo's team over there, it would have been... Oh, it's been just a complete love fest of Dabo kissing his butt nonstop. <laughs> Goodness, like Kirk Herbstreit, come on, like have some have some self respect. But I'm Joe Tessitore Test- like, called that com- like so pre- like that was incredible. Yep, uh, he I, he's no, always been what, one of okay. my favorite commentators. This is what I don't get about ESPN. When Kirk Herbstreit's calling a game, they won't let him even pick that game on game day. But they let him call Clemson games. I know. When his two sons are on the roster, <laughs> I don't get it. Do they ever even – I'm assuming they never get in the game. No. No. I mean, I, I think <laughs> what positions do they play? once or twice. Probably like receiver or something yeah. weird like that. Don't they have a number 13? Yeah, receiver. He's here. Like, he looks the exact same as Renfro. Okay, by that bigger. you mean he's a white receiver that wears 13. That's literally all you mean. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say. Like, I mean, come on. Like, we're, not every white receiver looks like Hunter Renfro out there, okay? Uh, just a, It's just a little strange. That's all I'm going to say. That's like. No. That's, that's the only reason you said that. Let's be real, G Money. <laughs> no. I'm Nick's just gonna be like, yeah, he's a real Julian Edelman, Wes Welker like guy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Cup. You said that. Not no, I'm me. saying that's what you, you're saying. I don't think that's true. I. You said it, not me. I'm saying that's what you were implying. <laughs> not I, necessarily. I never said that. Definitely. That's yeah. like how everybody always. I mean, it happens all the time. It's like if you notice these linebackers, it's always like, yeah, he reminds me of a Luke Keekley. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Okay, he doesn't. Oh, I mean, these are all things. You know, these guys these guys have to get tired of it. That number 13, I don't remember his name for Clemson. But that number 13, you know, he has to be tired of hearing. You know, you look like Hunter Renfro out there. Why is he wearing 13? He may just have always worn number 13 growing up. Well, I mean, he should be expecting it. That's just what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. What are his stats? Let's look at his stats for this year. Why are we spending Let's no see. time talking about this team? Because <laughs> let's be honest, it's the only thing we have to talk about. <laughs> Would you rather spend this much time? All right, you know, we're doing this thing like around Oregon. the horn now. D-Money is muted. <laughs> D-Money is currently trying to talk, and he is, he is literally muted. It's around the horn style. Every time you say something like this, you, you get the mute. Is that the one where they award points too? Yep. Do money who's, just lost five the points. This points <laughs> no, we need a we need a negative era. He'd be in the negatives right now. Hmm. Let's see if I can figure out what his name is. Uh, if you're still coming back to it, all right, you're back on mute. <laughs> Minus ten. All right. While we've got this closet Clemson fan looking up stats about their players, um, 
<laughs> Let's get him off this podcast. Uh, one thing I do want to say, because we are really off topic. At this point, this has turned into just complete chaos of going around like every single conversation we can think of. But you know what? Let's be real. If anybody's Don't still listening baseball. to us at this point, they're used to it. And there's probably not somebody listening out there. <laughs> so if you are listening to us. Thank you. One thank you. Two, give us a call because very few people find this entertaining. So if you do, you'll probably be friends with us. (laughs) 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 Uh, um, All right. But anyways, is there any final thoughts here from anybody? Am I allowed to speak? You're off mute now. (laughs) You can't be put on mute easily though. You might get your 15 points back. You lost. Um, I'm fully expecting us to go out there and lay an egg this week. And uh, <laughs> Okay, minus 20 for that one. <laughs> no optimism whatsoever. And I'm just going to say Clemson is going to blow out. Nerd. He was muted, folks. He was muted for this. <laughs> muted. He's this. off the rest of the show. G-Money, Sayonara, you can go ahead and exit the station if you would like to. Um, yeah, what Spencer, I, any final what thoughts I would from say you? Just... Obviously, I mean, you know, you know what you're getting with Kellen Mond and that Texas A&M offense. You got to run the ball. You got to keep it out of their hands. Just like I said at the beginning, keep the ball out of their hands. They can't score without the ball. I don't know why Muschamp doesn't realize that. I mean, he seems to have gotten a message a little bit this year because we actually have been doing better in time of possession. But I would say time of possession has got to be the key to the game you have to win that if you don't win it you lose that ball game and turnovers like you said yeah i agree i think we've got to have a lot of things go right for us to have a chance to win this game it's possible not likely but it is possible and so we just we hope for the we hope for the ball to bounce our way literally in some cases if it's go back to the a&m game the ball just literally did not bounce our way in that one or not the a&m game but tennessee um <laughs> so anyways though we're gonna come back we'll see you next week to preview or to, to recap the AM game and um preview the um, Ole Miss game Ole Miss, Ole Miss after that Ole Miss. About Missouri that's the week after that um pre- yep. preview the Ole Miss game but until then we'll see you next time go Cox go Irish Spurs up <laughs>